think there's a serious flow already from the Lord that I want to try and jump into. I, I didn't know that we're going to wrestle for will that hard, but it's been God, and I, I'm really stoked about it. And um, I'm going to continue on that. Can you, can you guys hear me enough now? Because I'm shouting. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be selfish now. Just, just that. Yes, there I am. Sorry, I couldn't hear myself, and I'm just shouting. Um, but I, I want to share on worship as a weapon. Okay? And um, I've heard this phrase often, and, and then Grant, every now and then he would ask, when, he, when he asked me to preach, he says, maybe look at worship as a weapon or something like that. And he keeps using this phrase, and I avoided it, eh? like going this way and then this way. And I, and I think on Friday when I was preparing, I was like, maybe I just don't know quite what it means, and, and I don't know what to share about it. So that's, that's honestly where I was. But I, I believe I've heard God, and, and so I wanna, the, aim to, the aim of today is that I want to give us tools um, and, and it really just feels, as we're sharing here, that we're not trying to rev one another up, that we need to have better times in worship when we're together here, but it feels like God is really after what's happening in the week. And, and, and what does our worship look when no one else is around, when Marcel isn't in the, in the room tomorrow morning when we, when we want to sing? And, and can we have a, a, a weapon of worship between us and the Lord? All right? Um, no, I mean, that, we'll, but I'll take it. Thank you. Okay. And so um, I'm going to be on my notes a lot tonight, but um, there's a, I want to speak on worship as a weapon in, in the midnight hour. Okay. And I'm not speaking about a, a time on the clock, but often in the Bible it refers to midnight hours is like it was a dark time still. Okay. Dark time, in, not, not only when the lights are out, but, but a, a tough time in our, in our lives, a dark situation. And I, and I think for some, you know, you know, for all of us, we're going to get to a midnight hour in our lives. Some of us are there now. I'm thinking of Pierre and Jules. We're, we're, um, they're wrestling. It's a midnight hour where they're trusting for will. Okay? More, probably more than the rest of us. Um, I think a midnight hour can be when there was tragedy, when a family member either has passed or is, or is seriously sick. Um, I think a midnight hour can be when there's financial stress and, and we cannot see the end of the tunnel. Okay, uh, I, and, I, and I think we, we often overlook that, but I, I, I realized last week we stood up when some of our, or when Grant spoke about finances and he said, let's trust again. And you know, I was, I was saying to the, God, to the Lord, God, there's people that for the past five years when we do a call like this, just when I'm here, that are standing for that call about finances. It's a heavy one, all right? It's like a, a never ending, it's a midnight hour. For some, for some it might be depression or, or hopelessness, and that we um, we're not sure what tomorrow holds, and that we've lost sight of of what God wants to do in our lives. For some it might be sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit some big ones, but I'm not gonna. I don't want to play around too much tonight. Okay. For some, it might be the desire to want to fall pregnant, and and no matter what you do, it just does, doesn't happen. And and for, when I when I was prepping today, I said to the Lord, Why are there so many with us? And um. It's a, it's a real midnight hour, okay? And, and for some it might be, and I, I just put in the dot, 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 but I don't know what all the situations are, what we are facing, but, but the darkness that want to come in cloud when, when we leave here, or even while we are here. And, um, and these things are, are painful, but, but they are real. And, and, I, and I think what I, what I want to do tonight is, um, I don't want to, um, I'm, I'm running ahead of myself here, but... Um, these are real clouds of darkness that, that makes it challenging for us to follow God. Yeah. 
And all these challenges actually have a lot to do with worship, even though they feel contrary. Um, but but it's this, it's a, um, worship isn't just what we do on a sunny Sunday afternoon, but worship is also what we do at, at the midnight hours. And, and if, you, if you can take one thing away from today, is that God wants to be involved in the midnight hour in worship. He's there. And that um, Jesus actually came because it was a midnight hour for, on the earth. He didn't come because everything was okay. And, and he sent his son in Isaiah 61. There was this prophecy that Isaiah had of Jesus. I'm going to read from you. I don't know what translation you have. I'm going to do the NIV. So, um, but um, I'll give it, give it a bash and Josh will catch on. Okay, but it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, speaking about Jesus, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for prisoners. I, I love that, that Jesus came to, to, um, to release from darkness prisoners. And, and it's not, I don't think he only spoke about those who are stuck in sin, but it's like um, a release from darkness, from the midnight hour. Um, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. And to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. It's, it's something about worship that. Um, I, that's, that's sweet worship unto God. All right, Garment of praise for spirit of heaviness. And they will be called oaks of righteousness. A planting of the Lord for display of His splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the uh, ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. And, um, and, I, and I think the challenge, tie, trying to tie on what I shared last week, is sometimes the, the midnight hours, and again, you know, when I refer to that, all the stuff that I, that I mean clouding, okay, but sometimes those things can so take captive our, our, our thoughts, and it starts sitting here, and, and we lose sight of the Lord, and, and, and those things can, can actually really quickly extinguish faith, faith in our hearts, and um, thanks, um, Uh, sorry, just want to grab myself here. And you know, oftentimes when I when I speak to guys, either that have left church, um, if it's not about an offense or something, but sometimes God, uh, guys, just become disillusioned. Eh? Like there was some form of a a, a problem or issue or a, a trouble, and they, they've lost sight of God. And you know, sometimes you can catch yourself years later, and you're just like, I, I honestly don't know how I got here. Eh? And and now I'm preaching to the choir, and we all still here. And you know what? I actually knowing all of you, I don't think. I do pray this, that I don't think we're going to leave church ever. I, I, I really pray that, okay? But you know that our challenge can be that we can be in church till the day that we die. But if we lose sight of God, we can also just become religious zombies. And, and, we, and we, go, we go through these motions. Even like that's what I loved about the prayer for will. It's like we could have gone, done the right thing and really just prayed the right prayers, but God couldn't have been in the room. And, and somehow, somehow there's like a desire from the Lord that God wants to get in, the, in our frame of reference again. Um, and that, that, you're with me, okay? And, um, and that, we, that we don't become these religious zombies without God. Um, sorry, I just want to, my screen keeps flipping around. There we go. 
And, um, but the, the nice thing is, okay, and so I don't want to focus on the issues today, but the, but the nice thing is that we have a choice today. Um, we, we have a choice how we're going to position our, ourselves. And, and, and with these things, what I'm not going for, because there are serious real issues, okay, so I don't want to, say, minimize what, what's going on. But, but there's a, it's, so it's not a denying of the hurt or the pain or the problem. It's actually um, admitting that it hurts. Now, it's, it's having it in frame and, and looking at it and saying, this is the real deal. It hurts, it is painful, and it is dark, but we need to choose to, to change our perspectives. And that is what worship does, and that's what I'm going to go for, okay? We're going to get into the vein now. I'm with you. I'm still also struggling to find my vein here, but we're going to get there, okay? And um, it's not saying that there's not a problem, but it's actually viewing the problem through God rather than viewing God through a problem. And, um, and I want to pull that th- maybe down. Let's, let's not take all the heavy issues, but um, I think a real challenge that we have towards the end of the year, and that's where I'm at, I'm, I'm just tired, okay? And, and anything like this week for me was a, was a real struggle. Like, I don't know, some of you might be with me, okay? We, tomorrow is November, and we're all just hanging on for dear life. And somehow we just want to end the, end the business here well, and we just want to get to a holiday. And I had to wrestle in the week to try and find God, like... It's like, I don't think God works from Jan to November, or, or February to, to November. It's like somehow God is still involved here, and how can I position myself to whatever I'm feeling now? I'm not ignoring that, but, but how don't, how don't I don't not view that, or God through that, but rather God th- the, that through God. Are you with me? And uh, anyone else feeling like that towards the end of the year? Okay, thank you. And um, so... Here's what I want to go for. I've, got th- I've really just got two points that I want to lay before us. But the first one in um, Second Chronicles, there's, some of this is going to require action from us. All right. So Second Chronicles 20, there's a story. Now, I want to give context. So the Israelites are, are fighting, and there's three armies that teamed up against them. I can't remember all of them. It was the Moabites, the Somewats, and the okay, Itzites, okay, the, all the Ites people. So three, three armies teamed up against them, and uh, they, they know they're in trouble, okay? And they're encamped in this valley below them. And um, then Jehoshaphat was leading the army. And it starts in verse 3, and it says, Alarmed, all right, he was concerned. Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. And, um, and he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. Um, and I think there's, sometimes we, when, when we're in those hours, I think we need to be alarmed. But our response should be that we inquire of God. And sometimes fast. All right. In verse 4, it says that the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek Him. And, and it, like, I even want to contend for us as a church. Like, we, we can speak about, like, I know I'm preaching to the choir now, but, like, I'm wrestling with, like, why we were double the size last week. Uh, sometimes, don't you wrestle with that sometimes? Like, it's like we need to come together to seek God. Like, I don't want to be one week in, one week out. Like, it's a real wrestle for us to be together, to come and see God, even in this house. Yeah? It's a, like, uh, Grant once asked when we were at the 3 p.m. service, and there was like 20 people. He asked the guys, where are your friends, man? And, uh, and uh, I almost want to ask us that. It's like, where, where are our friends? Like, it's like we need to come together to see God. And I wonder if there's some guys not here tonight that's clouded in a midnight hour, but we, we need to be together to inquire of God on behalf of one another. All right. Verse 12. This is one of my favorite verses, 12b. It says this, We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. That bottom part there. 
That was their response. That's what they prayed to God. They said, God, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And verse 14, it says, And then the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah. And verse 15, he said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. Tomorrow, march down against them, and they will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you'll find them at the end of this gorge in the desert of uh, Jeruel. Okay? And um, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance that the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Now, I don't know, I would have loved to be the prophet in that day that could give that prophecy, okay? There was a couple of rebukes before then, but that is a good one, okay, to give. That the battle is, is the Lord's. And um, sometimes I think also what we often now is sometimes there's a taking of ground and sometimes there's a standing firm in the Lord. Do not give way, actually, allow, allowing things to come over us, but a standing firm in God. But this was their response, and I, this is what I want to focus on. In verse 18, it says, Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before God. That was their response right after they heard that voice. And I want to ask us, and I thought the Lord asked me this today, it's like, when last have I been with my face on the ground before God? In actual position. Okay, not just in a hard posture, but in actual position, in my, with my face down before God in worship. And, and that, it wasn't off to bad news, all right? It was in, are oh, you laughing at my hair when I take my hat off? Sorry. <laughs> um, I'll keep it on. Um, but it's like, it's a, there's, a, there's a wrestle for us, like even for me in this week, like when I was tired, and I, I'll, I'll be honest, it doesn't sound like a big deal, but I really was tired. And you know how every little thing can frustrate you by, by the time of this time of the year. And um, when I had to prep for this preach on, on Friday, I was just like, I struggled to hear God, man. I was just like, I'm just mooch. And, um, and actually, like, um, it was Friday morning after I got home from the elders meeting. I just, I sat and I, I went on my knees and I was just like, I said to the Lord, I need to find you. Like, I, I really just need to connect with you. I don't know what you want to say. There's actually really nothing that I specifically want to ask. I just need to be with you. Yeah. And he came. God came, but it's like, I, 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 it didn't take long, which was the, the great part, okay? And, um, but, I, but I think I want to encourage us, there, there needs to be times where we need to get on our faces before God and just say, I really, really need to find you, and, and I want to honor you. Fall down in worship before God. That was the response of the people. And um, Then, in verse 19, it says, Then some Levites from the two tribes okay, stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. And another posture after surrender, surrender is radical worship. I think worship for me often starts with this, that we, we acknowledge that He's God and we're not. And it's like we, 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 we give ourselves to God. We, we say, God, we surrender. We realize we need of you. And then it responds to like, we want to give you honor. There's like a radical response in worship to the Lord. And, um, and I want to remind you, while they're doing this, there's three armies downstairs in camping. Like, the situation, situation hasn't changed yet, okay? There's still three armies waiting to come at them. And, um, 
And the, the worship there, was a, it, it was a weapon. It was more than singing. It wasn't just a, a song that they sang. But then, I, I love this next part. It says, verse 20, early in the morning, they left for the, de- the desert of Tekoa. Um, almost sounds like Tukai. It was right down here, okay? And, um, and as they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me, Judah and the people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you'll be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you'll be successful. How's that? It's actually interesting that they say, and for those of you who've been doing the Timothy training with Andrew, it's like it says, have faith in God, all right? And then it says, have faith in the men around you that God has put over you. And I, I, I want to I encourage us. There's something also that with the, with the men around us that we have to f- have faith in those who God has placed over us to lead us. I think that's why, definitely why I'm begging God for, for will. It's like, I said, so God, we're in trouble if that man goes. Yeah? It's like, God, for, for our sake, like, would you, would you keep him? But it's like, I recognize that God's in him. We need him. Yeah? That's why I'm begging God for him. And I want to I encourage you, have faith in the, in the men in this house that the Lord has appointed over you. All right, that's a big aim. After consulting the people, Joseph had appointed, and I love this, this is how you know it's a work of God, okay? He appointed men to sing to the Lord. I love it, okay? The men, we need to sing to God, not only when we have good voices. Sing to the Lord and to praise Him for His splendor of His holiness as they went out at the head of the armies. Um, uh, this is, so he pointed him to praise God, and this is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord, for His love endures forever. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't know this, but on Friday at, at our eldest meeting, this was the one line that kept coming out. We just sang that. We just prayed that. We just gave thanks to the Lord, for His love endures forever. And this is what they sang. So now I want you to picture this. Okay? Then they still had to go out to battle. They still had to go and fight. So they're on their way. And they've got these guys in the front singing, okay? And um, they're not singing like, we're coming for you and we're going to cut your throats kind of songs, okay? It's like, okay, I, I thought it was pretty funny. When I, anyway, it was like, it's like, that wasn't the war song that they sang as they, were, as they were going out. But they had these guys in the front singing, give thanks to the Lord for His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for His love endures forever. I don't know how it sounded like, okay? But they, they sang that song. And I'm sure the guys were pretty perplexed. It's not your best war cry. That, that, that someone has ever come up with. But, but that's what they're saying, all right? And um, in the end, the, st- the story ends with that the enemy got so confused that they started killing one another. And these guys just started, stopped and looked. That's only, honestly how the battle went, okay? They stood on the hilltop. The, the Lord said, the battle's not yours. Okay? The Lord said it. And, and in the end, it worked out that those guys killed one another and they all stood and watched. It's a great battle story. All right. But it started, it started with, a, with a posture of surrender, and it ended in the power of God in worship. And, um, and, I, and I think for us, what, what the Lord is after, again, the first point here is that I don't, I don't want to, please, if you're thinking that I'm trying to rev us up, that we need to sing better together here when we're on Sunday, it's not it, okay? It'll be a natural thing. But there's a, there's a posture that God wants want us to, to take when we leave here, and when you wake up tomorrow morning, and it's, again, we're going to be tired because it's still the end of the year, all right? And the Lord can refresh us, but it's still busy, and it's still the end of the year. And, and there's a posture of, of surrender that God is after to get on our faces before God, get on our knees. All right, surrender before God, but a posture of radical worship, and actually um, to allow God to ta- to change our perspective of what's going around, 
and, and for the Lord to fight the battles that's ahead of us. And I'm speaking, now I'm speaking of tiredness, but what of the other battles that I've mentioned earlier? It's real ones. Right. To, to, to wage war in, in worship. And it includes song, by the way, really. I'm not speaking about a lifestyle of worship here. This is song unto the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for His love endures forever. All right. And the um, second point that I want to state here is that, you know, what worship does is it invites God into that hour. Um, Psalm 22 verse 3, it says that, that, that yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are um, the one Israel praises. But it actually, um, there's another translation says, that says that God inhabits the praises of His people. So basically what it looks like, I want to paint this picture, like He inhabits when... We, when we worship, God is attracted to it. It's like a, it's a magnet for, for the presence of God. Okay? It's, a pre, like, it's like God is looking over the earth for worship, especially when there's tough times, especially with this, with this hardship, especially for those in midnight hours where there's worship. It's like God looks for it and is attracted to it. That's what it says. And, um, and, and uh, there's, there's a story of that. And, uh, are you guys with me? Uh, and, uh, I hope it's making sense. I'm really shouting. I don't know if... Um, is it so loud out there? Okay, I'm going to speak softer then. Cool. Uh, it is the fans. Thank you. Um, there's a story in Acts 16 um, that, I, that I want to focus on. Um, and uh, it's Paul and Silas in, in prison. And, and how they got there is like there was some story of, uh, I can't remember the whole thing now, but they, um, there was a girl that, uh, oh, I need to remember the right story. Help me if you, but I, but I think there was a, like a, um, not a, not a witch, uh, a, also not a tovenor, like a, a seer, something like that. Okay, so yeah, 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 that's a, that's a word. P- so people would go to, say again? A medium, yes, auntie, that's the one, okay? Um, uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> a medium, like the, I don't know if you ever saw it, but those ladies with the crystal balls, one of those things, okay? Like, so, eh? Yes, that's the one that I'm looking for. Okay, it's like 30 seconds here. Um, Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so, so she was like a fortune teller, and Paul and Silas rocks up, and they don't like what's cooking here because it's demonic, okay? And so they drive the demon out of her, and then she can't fortune tell anymore. And now her, her handler, or whatever you want to call him, a pimp, or I don't know what you would call him, okay? So was, is that a bad, bad word? I'm sorry, okay? So her handler is... <laughs> it's, so, no, it's not, the, the word's not bad. Anyway... So her handler is pretty upset that this girl can't make him money anymore, all right? And he gets Paul and Silas thrown into prison, and they get beaten up. And I don't know if you've seen photos of what they think it looked like back in those days, okay? But they've got these long beams, shackle them in there, and the guys just sit there with straight legs, all right? And rats coming to chow their toes and all sorts of stuff like that. It's a, it's a gnarly prison, okay? And busted up lips. I want, I want you to picture this, okay? It's not a... They, they're not, he's not in his home in his bed, okay? He's got swollen eyes. His body hurts. He's probably been whipped. I think that's what they've done in those days. He's sitting in prison. And then verse 25, Acts 16, it says this. About midnight, okay, that's where the midnight comes from. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. And... I think we need to picture this like, now, we, not one of us are in prison now, okay, but picture, picture your prison, and, and, and I think it hasn't changed yet, but, sorry, I just realized I'm without shoes. I'm preaching without shoes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, they're right there. 
Um, <laughs> take off my shoes. I'm on holy ground. Okay? I'll, I'll just say that was the reason. Um, but um, Paul, Paul and Silas didn't allow the prison to define their worship unto the Lord. Okay? And um, I, I, wonder, I, I did wonder what they were singing um, and, and what the guys were listening to. I, I, I don't think it was necessarily something super loud and victorious. All right. I mean, it, it could have been. I might be wrong, okay? But um, I don't know if it was, I will sing, 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 and make music with the heavens. I don't know if it was that. All right? But um, I was thinking it probably might have been more something like, I raise hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. That I'll raise a hallelujah louder than unbelief. Um, and I'm going to sing in the middle of a storm. Louder and louder, you're going to hear my praises roar. I think it was probably something like that. And I, I love, I remember, actually when I prepped, I remember Christine brought that, was it two years, three years ago probably, when we were still at the school. When, when they were in the middle of the storm, she said, this is the song that I'm carrying in the season. And we did something for us as a church, man. But, but I, I think it was because it was birthed in a prison, in, in, a, in a life, and it, and it came out. And I, it feels like this, just even when I prepped today, there was like weight behind that. It's like we, we need to sing, sing unto the Lord. And, um, and you know what? I don't know. It could have been something like that, but they built a throne for the Lord, and He came and He sat on it. It's like God was looking for it, and, and, and He came and... And it says in verse 26 that suddenly there was such a, a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And at once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. And I, I love that. I remember, I can't remember, it must have been three years ago, two years ago, you'll, you'll know. Can you remember when it was, when we did that? Anyway, but at the time that uh, her prison song did something for all of us in those days. I, I remember when it was. It was just before COVID. I remember it. It was in, in February. And, um, and something that God used, actually in that specific song, but in, in more in the faith of birth in her, in, prepared us for, for the times that we weren't together. I remember that. And um, it's just the other prisoners were hearing the song. And I, I wonder, th- those guys must have been sitting there, and I, I think they probably asked the question, is, I wonder who, are the, who they were singing to. <laughs> is I. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys read it like I, like, like something like that. It was like, they must have been sitting, it's like they said, all, all of them heard it. And it wasn't a, like, a, it wasn't Paul's murder, okay? It wasn't a massive prison. It was probably like, there were 12, 15 people in there. And, and the guys heard them singing, but they soon found out when all of their chains came off who, who they were singing to, all right? And, and the, the challenge is that, like, so the chains came off, but, and we can say that, it's cool, the situation's changed 100%, and I don't know if he does, or, or if he did, because still he had bust up eyes, swollen lips, or other way around, and um, his, his feet probably still hurt, and his back still hurt from the whips, but, but something shifted, and, um, but suddenly there was purpose, all right? And, and the jailer finds out, uh, you guys know the story, but the jailer sees the doors are open, and he, he's about to kill himself, and the guy says, no, 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 we're all still here, and he's like, why are you all still here? And, um, and, and they, they, start, they start telling him the gospel, and suddenly this guy gets saved, and he gets so saved that he goes to his whole family, and they all get saved, and they get baptized. And, and I, you know, 
I'm, I'm going to go off my notes here a little bit now. But I, I think like last week, I was, as I was prepping and that, that other scripture that I used of like the people bringing the stuff to the house of God and serving the house of God, it felt like God was starting to birth something again in me for the, for the church, like um, a love for His bride. And in this week, we, Frana, had a, he, he sent this message on the com group. They're having a quiz night at Simple Brew Coffee for anyone who's interested. Now, I was immediately hooked, okay? I was like, I love quizzes. It's a competition. He said there's prizes. And, uh, and uh, uh, we came last, by the way. It didn't go well. But, but I was like, I want to I wanna go. But I said, there's going to be, it's a safe opportunity for me to get to know unbelievers again. Like, I was like, I need to get in touch with people that's not churched. And so I rallied up eight of our guys, like all the young adults. I said, guys, so first I phoned Krista because we used to build our community on 30 seconds back in the day. Okay, so I got a team together of where, where I thought we we're going to dominate the night, firstly. And, uh, but then I said to the guys, look, we're going to go in there. And the aim is for us to connect to other people, right? And, you know, I was blown away that two of the tables that came in there was actually people that I felt the Lord set me up for the past two years trying to connect with. Um, or actually the, the one couple definitely and then another couple that Bori and Lee has been connected with lately. When they walked in there, I was like, what are the odds? Okay, here we are. I was like, God set us up for this, man. And uh, I, we, we lost the quiz night by far, but it's okay. And, um, but I was like, I couldn't care less. Like we, after we got our prizes, I was hunting. Okay, I was like out to connect with guys. I was like, uh, and we spent time there till like after 10. I think we left there. And, uh, and not one of them got saved, okay? But I was like, something in me, I said to Mariska when, I, when we drove away, I said, it felt like I came alive. So, something in me was birthed again. That I was like, I'm made, I'm made to catch these guys. Like, made to hunt them down for God. Like, that, made to pull them into church, man. And um, I don't know why I said that. But, you know, about the jailer and the guy, the, the, the guy that got saved and baptized, I think I want to I wanna speak a little bit to the leaders here, maybe a bit more. It's like, when was the last time that you, that you ran after someone that you know wasn't saved or has been with us for a while and actually asked them, have you been baptized? That question. Right. I, I want to ask us, when else did we do it? Because I think that night, I mean, that guy got saved that night. Their lives changed forever. But the first thing he did was he got baptized. And, and I, I think, yes, I'm going way off my notes here now, but like, this, this power in, in that, like, it feels like God wants us to come back to, to the basics of, of church. Like, not just coming together here and who's ever going to do whatever this Sunday. But it's like, it's running after people. Um, ask those questions. I went way off my notes, but I'm, that's what I'm burning with, just so you know. So, have you been baptized? That's what I'm going to ask you in this week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Back to worship. All right. I think the, the song in the night, the song in the midnight, this is what I'm going after, it radically changed their lives and it changed the lives of the people around them. And, and I, I think the challenge with this is always, like, I really want to stir us with this. It's, you might think, yeah, honest, it's easy for you because you play guitar and you can worship with yourself all day at home. I'll, I'll be honest, it doesn't work like that, okay? Um, sometimes I'm full of faith and I go for it and I love God. Sometimes I don't feel like it, but I still do it. Sometimes I just put on something else and I sing with it, all right? But I, but I think there's a, I, I try and we try to have a culture of worship in our house. We, when we wake up, I want to put music on and I want to, I want to find God. Yeah? When, in the middle of the day while I'm working, I, I put something on and I, I just want to create an atmosphere of worship to sing unto God. When I drive, I can. I know sometimes it's not bad, but sometimes I listen to KFM and it's really good. Sometimes it's like I need to put that off and I need to find God. 
more than I do to KFM. All right, and and I want to I want to rally us. It's like God is after a culture of worship, but a a, a weapon worship in in us. I when I'm gonna I'm gonna finish now. But last year, what, what the Lord really did about this time for me was I I found I found a love for worship again. I, I'll tell you, I really got dry in wanting to sing unto God. It felt it felt like work. All right. And, um, and when I was at home, I just, I would pick up my guitar and sometimes it would just be, I made like a little folder on my, on my computer just of songs during discipline. That's something I had, okay? But songs, it, was, it wasn't a lot. It was few. But I felt like there was like these lines in a song that, that God was just on and I, I just sang it over and over and over. And one that, I, that came up today was like, there's a, there's a song by Leland and it, the song just says that your blood, it speaks a better word. Yeah? And uh, um. And I, I just remember, I would just walk around the house, and I would just sing that your blood, it speaks a better word, God. Like, I, don't, I know right now, this is probably what it feels like, the reality, but your blood made a, made a way. <laughs> that was what I was after, okay? I just sang that, man. I just sang it over and over. And it was like, you can ask Mariska, one of the CDs, if, uh, I, we can probably go check, but I think I've played it about 200 times, okay? Like, and there was just like, there was just life on that for me, and I, I just sang it over and over and over to God. And, um, and I want to I wanna stir us, for those of you who are in a midnight hour, what is the song in the night that you sing to the Lord? When, when, when darkness wants to come and it wants to hover, what is the song that you can reach out to the Lord and just sing one line to God and just allow worship to change your perspective? To, I, I want to beg you, don't wait till we get here on a Sunday to, to do that, okay? You're going to die. Really? Okay, don't wait for us. But like, what is the song that you can come and bring to God in the midnight hours? Job did that. Job wrote that. He said, where's the, where's the God that gave me my songs in the night? That's what he did. So I'm going to finish with this. But uh, if you're feeling overwhelmed, or if you, if you um, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> All right. If you, he's not, he's not in a midnight hour. Okay, but if you, if you're in a midnight hour, or, or not, okay? For some of you, you might be doing really well. That's great. I celebrate it with you, okay? But there's a weapon, all right? But uh, there's four things that I want to remind us of, okay? First thing is get on your face before God, all right? For all of us, in the, in the midweek, I want to beg us, guys, we need to get on our faces before the Lord and just surrender, posture of surrender before God. And the second thing is get a Jehaziel who will come alongside you. Like Jehoshaphat was pretty overwhelmed. He was alarmed. But he got a Jehazel to come around him and say, this is what the Lord is saying. All right? And, um, and we, we need that. I have that. Friday I sat with Grant. I just, anyway, I'm not going to go into detail. But I just ask him, do you still see this? Okay? Do you, do you think I can do this? Do you think this is what the Lord has for me? I just, I needed someone who would tell me what, not what, I, what my ears want to hear, but what God is saying. And I want to ask you, do you have someone like that that will come and say, yes, this is what the Lord is saying to you. Not, you deserve better than that. Like, don't let them treat you like that. Pick up your life and fight for it. Okay? It's like, actually, get people around you who will tell you to die to self and live for the Lord. Not as many amens to that. Okay? But, but, it's, but we, we need those guys that will not always tell us what our itchy ears want to hear, but to tell us what the Lord is saying. And in this case, Jehazel had a good word. Okay? Praise God. But like, sometimes there will be those who actually correct us or straighten us out, but we need people around us who will stir us to worship. Um, 
the third thing is I want to, and this is what I shared last week, but I want to encourage us to lock eyes with Jesus, all right? Don't get caught up in the religious acts and, and become a religious zombie, but actually miss the face of Jesus. There's like a, a locking of eyes with Jesus that we need. And, and how, how cool was last week in a time with Murph, where it, it took us a while as well, but then it felt like the, uh, as a whole church, we locked eyes with God. And we, we need to do that at home. And then I want to stir us to sing to, to, to worship God. Really, guys, like I was thinking about it today. I was like, I wonder, I wonder what unbelievers must think while we sing. Man, uh, like sometimes I wonder what, it, what it's like. Like, why do the guys get together and sing? But for some reason, all of them do it at a rugby stadium. There's something in, in like singing to, together. Man. There's something, like even drunk guys, like uh, they sing, man. And there's, there's something, and, and uh, I don't encourage you to be drunk, okay? but like there's something about the power of song that firstly it unites us, but, but God loves singing. He, he created it, by the way. Okay? He designed it. He, he designed singing to shift like, the perspective of where we are at to what it should be. It's God's way. Actually, it focuses us on Him. That's what He does. So we, we need to see God. And um, it, it won't always be the, the most extravagant songs, but I think God is after the songs of give thanks to the Lord for His love endures forever. Like to lock eyes with God. That's really what I'm carrying. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna soon pause to you, but so I don't know what this response to that looks like. Now. But I, but I wanna, I'll just, I'll just end with this. I'm burning to, to, to be part of a church that, that is um, running for the Lord midweek. That's what, that's, that's what I'm carrying with. I'm, I'm including myself in that. Okay, I'm burning with that. That we're doing well on Sundays. Okay, I think we're doing well. Yeah, we, we, we're going for it. But I'm burning for a, for a people who will burn for the Lord midweek. That, that will actually ask the hard questions midweek to unbelievers. Have you been baptized? Okay, do you know God? Come to church. Like run off to them. Make an effort to get to them. I'm burning to hear of songs in the night that's coming out of just like this one-liner. You know, I'm facing a tough thing. But this is what, I, what I'm singing unto the Lord that's shifting me. And um, it, that doesn't happen only in February. Well, it doesn't start then. It feels like it needs to start now. That's, that we position ourselves before God in, in that way. So God, we, we yours, shift our perspectives. We, we sold out to you. Amen. That's what I... That was a very, very good now word from God. That was really... Um, just as he was preaching, uh, uh, I was thinking about difficulties, our trials, our pain, our suffering, we either build altars